we I went to our camping gear because of course like you know it was difficult to track down a bottle of, of uh, alcohol uh, rubbing alcohol you know disinfecting it not 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 the kind you drink not the kind you um, inject not the kind you eject no that we'll get to that later you know that's you you wanted to, you wanted to talk about you know what you're doing during sheltering a place well every day we shine a flashlight down our throats to try and kill corona and, and inject ourselves with bleach yes um, just as as the president has suggested you know we do to, to make sure that we are are killing coronavirus properly oh, I, inject, I inject my light i inject light into uh, the body with this did you did you ever see um who was it he was the uh the president of, I don't know which country it was, but he was, uh, they were delivering food boxes to people who were sheltering in place. Uh-huh. And it's a different country. And what he did was in every box, he included a bottle of Hennessy, like a little, little bottle of Hennessy that people could drink. Really? Because, and he even had, he even had a news conference where they asked him about that bottle of Hennessy. Like, dude, and he's like, well, yeah, they say that, that alcohol can help kill coronavirus. And I'm like, dude, you got the wrong alcohol, but I applaud your effort. <laughs> Seriously, good, good on you, brother. I can, he was being sarcastic. No, he was Not... <laughs> dead serious. He was. You, you got to see the the news report. I'll have to look it up for you or something. See if I can find it. Um, but they had a they had a an, an interview with the guy. He's got on like this this like clear mask. Yeah. To to you know prevent anything from from getting in, and he's wearing like goggles. I mean, he just looks like he looks like someone who should be sheltering on a beach and retirement community in florida is the way he looked he's wearing like you know a hawaiian shirt hawaiian yeah. print shirt or something like that he just looked crazy oh, looked man. absolutely crazy stuff uh-huh. uh from outside uh, uh you know outside the company and everything so i'm i get boxes in and instead of bringing them in right away i leave them outside kind of sitting in the sun for a few you know yeah i honestly only do it for about half an hour and then bring them in um i read uh, an article that stated the CDC had said that uh, it's very unlikely you can get the coronavirus from uh, packages yeah. or anything being sent through the mail because of the fact that these packages go through different uh, you know, areas where the temperatures are different and there's a lot of changes in temperatures and stuff. And so odds are there's very little chance of you getting anything from those boxes and those packages. So, you know, I also read they, they said that, you know, uh, they found in laboratory tests, of course, that about an 18 degree difference uh, in temperature could kill the coronavirus. Uh-huh. Um, so here in Tucson, with it being hotter than hell, you know, if you leave a box outside for half an hour, it's going to be absolutely 18 degrees warmer than yeah. it was when you first received that box. Yeah. There he What's is, up, guys? man, is the man, the legend. What's up, boys? How you doing, Charlie? You look good. You look a little tired, man. You do. You I had a rough day, man. I had a hard. Yeah. I had a lot of. I, I moved a cast iron tub with my cousin. It's not. It's not the one I helped you load into the. Uh... No, 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 oh, no. Okay, this okay. is. His house needs a considerable amount of work, and he's. Uh, he's the guy that that um, had uh, cancer, and okay. came through it. Gotcha. Cool guy, Mike. You'd like gotcha. this guy. You'd like him a lot. Uh, but yeah, he's he's just. It's hard for me to see him living in. Uh, squalor yeah. you know so he's got a bunch of shit that needs to be fixed and I, I happen to know how to fix a lot of that stuff so i've been over there helping him on my off time that's nice of you man oh Seriously. he's a good man yeah thanks and i work on it hopefully we all do well except for mike he's perfect mm, just as he is yeah it's true yeah you know don't some, feed some, that some ego. of us don't really need don't to work feed on. that ego that's <laughs> not good i love to feed that ego though because i think so high uh, of him i want to just make don't sure feed that the rats. Hey, i thought you guys would appreciate my shirt here what do you think i, can't I actually see looked it. up like this like i could change okay. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta tilt your camera oh. down real quick uh too far is that cthulhu it looks like it's cthulhu? like a it's Look, it's it's an octopus coming up on a pirate ship in the moonlight. Oh, that's cool. You see it? Yeah. I see it, yeah. It's all upside down and shit. Nice. It's pretty good. It's great. Pretty good. Oh, well. So, um, what's going down, guys? You know what? Welcome uh, back to Ruminations from the Red Room. Real quick, just a dress, because uh, I was listening back to our last cast, and we kept We're talking about the really Red racist. Room. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we're all racist yes we are all racist yes incredibly um but i uh i have to just make a formal proclamation announcement that we should tweak our references a little bit to 
the ruminations from the Red Room or make sure we say something from the Red Room because there's actually another podcast out there called the Red Room Podcast. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and I didn't get a chance oh. to check the date on them. Um, I have no idea. I should do that, but I would hate to uh, confuse anyone or in any because we just ca- keep talking about the Red Room and they right. might have beaten us right. to it. I don't know. But but welcome to Ruminations from the Red Room. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> in the cooler. Um, so anyway, I just thought we should just clarify that. I don't know why. For the that three people, somebody, three people who are listening. That, that somebody, some lesser souls stole the name Red Room <laughs> and now we can't say it? Yeah. No, Fuck we can say the Red guys, Room. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Let's invite them right now. There we go. Call to them come up, join man. us. Yeah, Bring them in. I'm going to. Tell them how much they suck. I just want to make <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, welcome back, uh, Mike and Charlie, guys. It's been a couple weeks, hey. but let's just check in and see What's how you're all doing. What's happening? Um, What's happening? Yeah. Hey, uh, obviously, the topic still remains uh, forefront in everyone's mind is is the Rona and uh, how we're all adapting, oh. what we're changing. <laughs> Charlie's like, what? what? Tell us more about this. What are you talking about? It's interesting. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard of it. In the last uh, couple weeks, uh, what stands out to you guys most? What biggest changes have you encountered or gone through or dealt with? Well, like I was telling um, you earlier, Mitch, sorry, I was, I was going to say, like, my family and I, every morning we wake up, shine a flashlight down our throats, try and kill any Rona that might be there. Uh, as, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by our, our illustrious president, because, uh, you know, light... Intense light. All I have to say is Lysol tastes horrible. Oh, it's gross, uh, isn't it? the job. You're better off injecting it, really. Yeah, just get the taste oh, buds silly entirely. Silly me. I'm so stupid. I'm yeah, so stupid. your wife's a nurse, Charlie. You should have thought of this. She you should know. know. First, first, she should. Yeah, don't you have access to easier ways to just get that injected straight into your veins? You would think so, but uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I have no access. None. <laughs> What is more uh, absurd, the the uh, claims, like the, the the concept, or the fact that uh, it was tried to uh, there was an attempt to retract it by saying that it was a sarcastic comment? What what's more absurd? I think I think it's Go more ahead, absurd Mark. that they try they try and walk it back. Yeah. I mean, I read one report. They're like, oh well, that was totally an off off uh, an ad libbed. Uh, interview and I'm like no not ad-libbed it was mad-libbed is what it really was <laughs> yeah where are the guys handlers yeah. man like where come on yeah uh, he they all they're all gone they got fired a long time ago by him or they got removed and now it's just a bunch of yes men they're afraid to correct him from what I can see yeah. or they have their own agenda um, you know in a in a surprise curveball here I'm gonna say uh, I, I don't I don't obviously like the president, but I think that I understand that he he is out of his element mm-hmm. and that he his tendency is, uh, you, you know, he's kind of like um, he should be promoting the book. The secret is basically how he goes about everything. Right. Like he he tries to will things into reality, sure. you know, and he wants Manifest. to comfort people. He uh, kind of he wants to comfort people and he wants them to feel better and he's always talking out of his ass to do so. He is a a salesman first, and um, and at some point, I mean, I'm sick of it and I think it's dangerous and I think it's a problem. But you know I, what? I'm trying to trying to control my hate. <laughs> I hope he comes up with some more suggestions and then uh, that nobody walks it back. That everybody who possibly can should could see it. Take it. Go ahead and inject it. Go ahead and inject everybody who does yeah. it. You know what? Let's just—it's Darwinism at its best. Let's just yeah. go ahead and see if we can weed out the weak. Because do we really need those people who are going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to go ahead and get some bleach and inject it tonight." You know, I—I I, I think that. Okay, so if we're going to be serious about it, okay, here's for, my thing. Okay, let me hear your thing. Then I've got a question for both of you. <laughs> like, well, let's be, okay. yeah, let's be serious about it. What? Can't no, leave. I mean it's not. I don't have a long-winded comment here. Semi long-winded. Um, look, I think that this whole thing is about preparation and accountability and we weren't prepared and nobody's accountable and i think that it puts a spotlight on that being important qualities when it comes to leadership um i and that's really you can take that we can talk about that but that is kind of where i've landed recently and then i've also been sort of you know i live in a place where a lot of people support the guy and i have come to understand it like they they just like him 
you know, and it's it's not a rational thing. It's a hundred percent, at least not all of them. You know, a lot of them are are out of their element when it comes to understanding the multitude of of comprehensive details, facts, and arenas that they would have to. So they're sort of overwhelmed, and uh, there's different intellects and st- stabilities and uh, you know uh, comprehensive abilities. And I try to remind myself that some of this is is human nature and i think the man takes advantage of what he understands human nature to be like i said he's a salesman yeah and so i think uh um just cut real quick um so you know preparation and accountability is what it boils down to and then i think understanding that that people who are super loyal and uh, don't want to question him and like him. There's a lot of them I don't like. I think there's a huge amount of them that just, they're not devils, but they're just not great. You know, they're not, they're not easy to understand and not easy to get along with. And, and they're the ones that are spitting on, on uh, nurses and people and protesting. I think that's, that's, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of energy. I mean, I think you kind of know where I'll go with that. I'm not good, not in a healthy place mentally yeah. to talk about that kind of stuff. But um, I'll say kind of going back to that accountability and, and leadership and what's important there. I completely think that a decent person would come out and say that it's an American right to protest and don't fucking spit on people. Yeah. And you don't hear that from him. And you don't. And that's well, don't I think it's more visit, about you don't what see him you don't hospitals. Hear him, you don't know? see him. You know, in right. any way expressing any kind of condolences to those who have lost family members. No, um, it's a it's big just, thing of disbelief for him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't buy into it. He Fifty thousand plus. How do no. you how do you deny that at this point, though? How do you, how do you still no, maintain the disbelief? I'll put it this way: his he is exemplifying something I see in a lot of people, and that's that he views it as something that happened to him. He views it as something that happened to his presidency. He's a my, he views things from a myopic point of view, and a lot of people do that as well. A lot of yeah. people that are are protesting and everything, they, I just think more humans suck at empathy than are good at empathy. That is a and really they, discouraging thought because that that is something that I fight with. Every I'm not day. saying I they don't have the capacity, but they don't work on it either. And and the, if they do, it's really it's really relegated to being about their circle. And so a lot of people who are, I had this conversation with Graham uh, on the phone a few days ago that, that for him and, and, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong or right and where you are at, but in Arizona for, for Graham, who doesn't have a wife or doesn't really have any skin in the game about people being in danger. And for him, it's just an irritating thing. He wants to do what he wants to do. He can't do that right now. That's what I'm hearing That's from my frustrating. family and people in Arizona. Yeah. Right. And so for them, it's like only 150 people died. Now, they don't or however many people they don't connect that to the reason that those numbers are low is because it was stopped at the coast. Mm -hmm. The reasons that the Arizona's numbers are better is because, you know, California and and everybody else did what they had to do. They don't connect those two things. You know, they just see what's right in front of them. If it were their husbands, wives, daughters that were getting sick or dying it would change their disposition on it. Or if they saw people suffering in the city or the city suffering in the way that some of these hot spots are, like the one I'm living in, um, it would change their view. They're very, it's egocentric. And part of me is, I'm sort of split on it. Um, most of the time I'm irritated and I think it's uh, uh, shitty to be that way. But on some level, I have to remind myself that that's more our default setting as human beings than it isn't. And encouraging people to break out of that is tough. And and sometimes it takes being a an exhausting, irritating bastard like me uh, when they talk about, oh well, no, you know, this many people, it's not it's not more than the flu. And I'm like, in a year, dude, it's been six, eight weeks. And yeah, we've that's got the those thing numbers that they misunderstand quite know? frequently. No, that's the thing that I'm like, well you're not really thinking about the numbers as far as time span is concerned as well. And I was asked the question the other day, well, what about all the other ailments that are causing people to, you know, be in hospital like cancer or this, that, why aren't we closing down the country for that? I'm like, well, cancer is not contagious. 
You know, there's just so many bits yeah, of mis- misinformation not, and misunderstanding of how those things actually apply well, and, in the real and, world. And it's hard to keep people, like I said, and, and I'm, let's just take otherwise decent humans. It's hard to convince them to be weary of a bunch of question marks. Sure. And and that so it's hard for me to to like I talk to my parents and the biggest thing I have to say to them is it's that we don't know. It's that we don't know if that person has it. It's that mm-hmm. we don't know what it means that you have the antibodies. We make the assumption that it means that you're immune for a certain amount of time. We don't know that. This was this sounds exactly like the conversation I just had with my mother. I had her, oh, she, her yeah. on the phone. She's there in in the White Mountains of Arizona, mm-hmm. and she is really kind of exemplar exemplifying all these doubts and these disbeliefs and and all these things and she's like well explain that to me like i'm like but there's too many question marks that's the problem we don't know we, a lot we about don't it. know yeah, well, we don't, we don't know, know about said, though, i mean it's it's difficult for those of us in arizona because we're not seeing the the impact the true yeah. impact that it's having because in arizona it's not having as as large an impact we're becoming a hot spot um, real and, fast colorado well and, oh, see, up and there, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. afraid i'm afraid that'll happen here in arizona yeah because you know, disbelief. I, I am one of the one of the fortunate few who I can still work. You know, my job is considered essential, so I go to work every day. At my work, my boss is taking it very seriously. He's asked everybody to start wearing masks. Um, he's looking into changing uh, some of the shifts so that we get like half the people working one part of the week and the other half working yeah. the latter part, latter part of the week. Um, he's gone gone in and he's paid to have uh, like like these barriers put up between each desk so that uh you know people who are right next right near each other you know there's a a barrier there um Uh he's installed cameras at every computer um and headsets so that people who have access to computers at our our work he's asked us to even if the person is sitting next to us to message them oh that's hot rather than talk like he's he 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 does not want to take a chance on any of this getting out of hand within our, our oh, because it's yeah. liability for workplaces. businesses right yeah. well it's it's liability and for for a small company like ours if you know one person gets it it could spread could like wildfire throughout Jesus. our company our company right and now we could go under so he's taking every step he can to prevent that Smart. now seeing that example of what's going on in, in a small contained environment such as that and then seeing the flip side of that in tucson where you know they've closed down non-essential businesses and uh but but they've got so many things that are still open you know you've got gas stations you've got grocery stores now the grocery stores i've been in there you know uh as few times as possible but i still had to go a couple times are they controlling yeah. occupancy in the grocery stores like do they make most you of them wait out lot outside and most of them are not and when okay. they do make you wait outside they don't make you social distance they don't ask you to social distance oh, so oh, that's everywhere up. everywhere up here all it's, yeah all yeah yeah here we're congregating in a we're separated by six feet outside of trader joe's waiting for them to tell us when we can go in i've seen i saw today today was the first time i had seen it i went hiking today up on mount lemon when i came back i was i uh dropped someone off at the one of the people i work with is who i went hiking with dropped him off at the safeway parking lot there at tank verde and, and catalina highway and i saw that specific safeway is the first grocery store i've seen that was literally had someone out front limiting the number of people who go into the store and they had people uh they had had them spaced yeah, yeah it was the first first grocery store i'd seen in town now and, i haven't and, gone to a lot of grocery stores and look you know, it's I've gone to irritating Walmart. yeah it's irritating well, but it has it's the right way to do it yeah and well, i i really think that this is going to hit people because i saw it at home depot for the first time a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and when it hits home depot I think your your average guy. I'm not trying to be demeaning here. I'm saying when it hits Home Depot, your average person's gonna go, "Hey, you know, maybe there's something to this." Mm. It doesn't mean the same thing to the average Louisiana, you know, resident that Trader Joe's is doing it. Yeah. If it's right. Home Depot, it means something, you yeah. know. And well, look, I, I still. I still get a little uneasy because we're a hot spot and I go to the grocery store and I'm wearing an N95 and I can mm-hmm. see 60 year old grandmas walking around with their kids, their grandkids. Are you guys, you and, guys are both still yeah, going to the grocery yeah. store. Have either of you done things like uh, yeah. curbside delivery or things like that? Like you both keep talking about going into the grocery store. And in the last month I've gone to the grocery store inside twice, mm-hmm. but most of the stuff I'm doing is curbside. Is that because I'm in Colorado? Charlie, you're in a, a hot spot as well, but Mike, do they offer that there regularly? Is it easily for they, you to do? 
it's it's not a regular thing here. Um, I know Walmart has like some type of curbside pickup if you have an app or something they like do. that. Yeah. Um, I've never used it, and so what we've done, you know, my family specifically, uh, I only go to the grocery store if necessary because of the fact that like at work, my boss has asked us to every morning when I wake up. Now I get up and take my temperature. Yeah. And if How I do you have take a fever, that temperature, Mike. Uh, not rectally, so don't go get all excited about that, Mitch. Um, <laughs> uh, if if I end up if if my boss is asked though that anybody has a fever to stay home, yeah, until that fever breaks, you know. Well, yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's taking it he's should. taking it very seriously, and I feel like in in Tucson, uh, from what I've seen, it doesn't feel like Tucson's really shut down that much. Um, you know, I went one day. I was gonna. I, I drove by. Uh, out uh sportsman's warehouse because just because i wanted to see just what was going on over there this you were shopping before, like, for knives you wanted yeah, to shop for knives actually knives and nine millimeter it. ammo is well, what so, he was shopping for so I, I i drove by there and what i saw i was looking for ammo uh I, I drove by there and what i saw was they were limiting the number of people going into the store but they had a huge line of people up outside the store mm-hmm. so i didn't even stop i drove through and kept yeah. on going now i talked to one of my coworkers just this past week and he had to go to uh, Lowe's to get something for his car. He needed. To, he was working on his, his Jeep because he's got two vehicles and he has to keep them both running. Um, he went to Lowe's and he was telling me he was so surprised when he went in there how packed it was. Lowe's had. He told me Lowe's had three registers open. They had. They closed down the self checkout areas, and they had lines up at all three registers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and nobody was social distancing. And, you know, and this is this is what we're seeing here in Arizona. People aren't necessarily taking this thing as seriously as they need to. I am seeing as I'm driving around, you know, I can see people in their cars. I'm seeing more and more people wearing masks, but the masks only protect you unless they're N95 if everybody's wearing it. You know, the mask is from what I've read. It protects it protects the other person from me if I have an infection, but it doesn't necessarily protect me from them if they're not wearing anything. No, it's a low percentage depending on what you're wearing. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, most people are wearing, you know, whatever they have, which is like handkerchiefs. Uh, I've seen a lot of handkerchiefs, bandanas. Uh, uh, bandanas. Honestly, yeah, I'll take what I can get. If, if, some, yeah, <laughs> if, if some people can at least do that, though, like whatever degree we can mm-hmm. you know, decrease the so, odds, I'll take it. Like if someone doesn't have the well, access or ability to get a better mask. If, if yeah. it's 1955 and this oh, is happening, is don't you imagine – hear this, though. Okay. Don't you imagine that on the radio and on the little television, you have some of that old-school sales voice. You'd be like, you know, the country's still buckled down under a pandemic, and everybody's got to do their part for the American way to survive. Like, it, there'd be much more of this, we're in this together – Community centric, and stay now away. it's stay not. Safe. It's more division. Maybe, you know? Maybe we should have those 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 advertisements right now at this time for the entire yeah. country. That's beautiful. You know, we got to build more of this. Like we're in. Who are you hearing it from? Thing. Charlie, can we record you doing that? Because you did a really good old timey 1950s voice, and that was really. I bought it. I thought it was an entire. You know what? It's, it's because he grew up in that era. <laughs> <laughs> you were there before I was, buddy. Nice. <laughs> Hey, let me no, walk it back, way back, way back about. to the beginning of the conversation, really quickly, just because I sure. like, because Charlie, you have a, a good political head on you, and, and Mike, I like the way you think. So let me just ask you guys this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're t- we were talking earlier, and I, I'm, I'm sorry we got so far off this topic and going all the way back to it, but we're talking about the yes men who are there who aren't like um, jumping in and, and trying to correct things like injecting disinfectant and things. Let me ask you, right. if they're not correcting that, you say they are yes men, and because you guys are much more, um, you're much more politically inclined and intelligent than I am. What do these people stand to gain by not correcting that, by not fixing it, by allowing someone to come back and walk it back and say it was a sarcastic comment? Their what, philosophies get implemented. I mean, that's I not that. Their philosophy how? Well, to me, like a lot of them are trying to avoid upsetting the man in power. You know, so it's a there, are who, there are some They're who do speak out. Pansies. There are some who do speak out. Like uh, who was it? Uh, was it the director of the CDC recently who had had been quoted by the Washington Post as saying that like we are still going to see the coronavirus this fall and it's going to be very difficult oh, yeah. because of the fact that we're going to have the flu as well. We're going to be battling mm-hmm. both. And yeah. then Trump came on and said, no, no, he was misquoted. And then he immediately got up after Trump and said, no, no, I was quoted correctly. But the headline that they put up 
was one trying to scare people, which I don't disagree with that. The headline made it seem like, oh, gloom and doom. But yeah, and, and I understand that it is serious and they want to get people's attention. But, you know, maybe that wasn't the way to do it. But he did immediately say after after the president said he was misquoted, he got up and said, no, I was quoted correctly. Yeah, he won't so, ever be back up there again. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. What I picture, what I picture after that statement is I picture Robert De Niro as like Al Capone in The Untouchables. I want his yeah. family dead. <laughs> I want his family dead. Listen, like, that's, that's not that's, that's Trump. Not, Trump right there. Yeah. He's like, okay, guys, here's what I that, want. That I want is, the Secret Service to take him out back and shoot him. Bury his body uh, in the rose garden. His know. friends. <laughs> His dog. Uh, yeah. He wouldn't. He, right. he, he. I think he sees himself as that kind of boss man. I don't know if he'd ever tell somebody he wants his family dead. But um, look, I don't know the guy. The character that was created with reality TV, mm-hmm. the character that was created with The Apprentice, and him being the guy in the red tie and the you're fired and pitting people against each other. I mean, and when and when you hear that he made statements to his staff to think of every day in the white house like a different episode of a show where he's vanquishing enemies i mean that's a are you that's a what i'm i'm not kidding did you hear that mike (laughs) i did not hear that yeah i heard somebody Uh, was saying something about that and i haven't looked into it i mean it's reported we don't know we can't how can we validate but it doesn't seem too far out of what i'm saying and i think that that's his dichotomy right like he struggles with the fact that like my mother and i have these conversations where she would say i don't think he's a racist and i would say okay so here's what i would say to that he may not be behind closed doors and i'll never know because i'll never be alone with the man to know what kind of person he really is but i know that when he comes out into the world the statements that he uses the phrasings that he uses it's all making that impression and he's choosing to do that mm-hmm. so it's the choice to present himself in a certain way and he doesn't have to he certainly has the ability to be a lot of other things than confrontational divisive um you know well i think that you suppose you racist, but he doesn't you suppose so, then you know, that he has full control of his faculties though like it was no, what I, you're I'm saying. Suppo- I think you're more forgiving than than I would. I'm. Be. I'm. That was just the conversation I was having with my mother, okay. and saying that if that's the case, like if he isn't, then that means there's a dichotomy. That it's a choice. Right? Okay. Right. But but I'm more in the park of seeing that he's convinced that he's convinced himself that he's that guy from The Apprentice. Okay. And that's what he thinks that. That's why he's so obsessed with ratings. That's why he's so obsessed with people watching him. That's what these daily little rallies are about. It's about him being the on television. That's his Whoa. generation, and that's how he thinks of it. Mike, what have you got and to say to of, that? And then let's go back to Smashing Pumpkins. So, well, yeah. you know, I love I I the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I want to talk that about Smashing Pumpkins. That kidding. was a great podcast, actually, with Joe Rose. It was a if you get a chance podcast. to admit, it was awesome. And in I'll fact, check it just, out. just going to that comment real quick about, like, Marilyn, you know, when he was talking about Marilyn Manson. It made me think of, I believe it was uh, uh, Alice Cooper who said that, yeah, you know, we did some crazy things, and it was it was an act, mm-hmm. but it worked. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and, and I think that's really like 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 uh, Charlie was pointing out for Trump, it's an act, but it's working. But he might be losing himself in that act. Um, it's a, you know, I, I think I he's heard. I think I it's lost. Say, I don't think someone, he's losing himself. I think he lost himself a while ago, and I don't think it, he knows certainly how possible. to walk back from that. I don't think he well, can and walk he's, back from that. He's so obsessed right now with, with what everybody says and everybody thinks. I mean, he had a little Twitter war with a 16-year-old girl back in, like, December. Uh, oh. I don't know if you ever saw that, Greta. But, yeah, Greta, talking, uh, she's oh. she's, a, she's a, an activist. Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm familiar, uh, but it was it's pathetic and sad. It's very, like, middle school, and that's discouraging yeah, it, for the leader of the free world. Right. But that's but that's what he does, right? And that's that's what his persona on uh, on reality TV. Well, I don't even know what was that show because I never watched it. The what Apprentice. The Apprentice. I never saw it, yeah. yeah, The Apprentice. Um, that's what his persona would have done, I think. Like he like he thinks well, that's what his persona would do. That's but, what he's going to do. And that's what this struggle is about, though, is that this is not something. This particular issue, this pandemic, it's not something he can bullshit his way out of it's not something he right. can play a character role no wonder he's and out get of through play, very yeah. easily mm-hmm. and so you know it it's a struggle when it comes to people actually 
dealing with losses. And so he's he, that's why I said he goes back to that whole uh, I'm going to it's easier for him to tell the people who ardently support him. It's going to be OK. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe it'll be fine. He doesn't see that as being dangerous and he doesn't see himself as being responsible for somebody listening to him. Like to him, it's almost like he's the guy that if you were to catch up with him and go, you said this and I can't believe it because I did that. He'd be like, why'd you listen to me in the first place? <laughs> You know, like yeah. you're ridiculous. Like he's that Dude, guy. I don't I can't believe I play you a part. Like what? Well, I just play yeah, president you, on TV. I mean, you should know. Actually, better. actually, I imagine he'd be like, "No, you're wrong. I didn't say that." Oh, that's you know, a little closer. Like, well, yeah, yeah. that's that so is. News said yeah. I was being sarcastic. So, but to my point, should the president yeah, well, ever I mean, be sarcastic? But so the fake news thing. How this many people? Yeah. So how many people in in like you know look. People struggle. Your average person struggles to hold two opposing thoughts simultaneously. They think in terms of it has to be binary, a one or a zero. So to them, if they know that the news pumps things up and they believe that the news pump things up and the guy that they support and they truly like says it's all fake news, terrible reporting, terrible reporting, then it feeds that confirmation bias that this doesn't. This isn't real. Oh, it's yeah, pumped you're up. Right. It's not as dangerous. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, like, he doesn't accept responsibility for, like, he's not the first person to say fake news, but he's the first president to drive it home every week, all the time, mm -hmm. and to many people directly through Twitter. And that has an effect. And it, it's not the right time to do that. Now, you could say maybe that time not to do that would have been when all the other things had, with all the controversies that have followed him happened. But I would argue that. Everything that's happened to him, including this pandemic, is a result of the fact that he's out of his element. He does not know because he's never been a mayor. He's never been a governor. He's never been anything in charge of managing the health and risk and finance of people. So right. for him to be in a situation where the Ukraine controversy, he could have accomplished everything he wanted to with that without making such a stumbling breach of law conversationally. And the reason he did is because he doesn't think the rules apply to him. He doesn't think it's a big deal. And he's always been able to talk his way out of it or pressure his way out of it. So there's no reason for him to know those things well, he thinks he knows at all. he's still trying to pressure his way out of things. I mean, you've seen what well, he's done in the past. He tries to muscle everything that he does. He, he's fired this people is, for this doing is, their jobs, for questioning him. Is, hence the yes-men. So mm -hmm. all of the people that were there in the beginning so that yeah, back may to that have question had of what some experience. Them. Yeah. You know, the new people, what benefits them is they're they're going to pin their careers, their political careers or their their philosophy. Stephen Miller has a huge anti-immigration philosophy. And for for him, this, uh, quote unquote, temporary, you know, cease of of uh, immigration laws that's come exec by executive order. You know, somebody like Stephen Miller wants to make it a platform and that platform may not mean a continued job at the White House, but it's a feather in his hat that, you know, it's like I say, if Trump goes, Trumpism isn't going to go. Just like when the Tea Party was here, you know, they, they, they kind of went away, but their philosophy sort of became something else. And I think, to me, I think Trump goes away from the White House, whether that's in four years, eight years. I think he uses all of those connections, like he, with every political world leader to try to leverage business opportunities for himself. And I think he becomes the leader of the Trump party or the Trump news network. And he starts that putting on a out. bunch of, that's wow. where that, there was a and, Trump party. Oh. Uh, Trumpists. That's what it's going to become. <laughs> I was a Trumpist in eighth grade band. I was really proud. I went from second chair to last chair in only a year. Yeah, and wow. watch Hannity, Hannity will be a delegate. You know, I mean, that's that's I, I, I we laugh at it, but to him, there's it's about power, and for the Republicans, it's about power. They're willing to turn a blind eye to anything that he does because while he's making all this razzle dazzle, their goods in the bag for the people that support policy is that they're installing conservative judges by the hundreds across the country because to them, they want to keep the country. Christian, conservative, Republican, and if you got a judge ruling on people from that philosophy, then that's how they're going to keep it. 
And do you think it's you know, a little sleight of hand, maybe like, okay, Trump's Trump's like doing something over here on the right, like making noise over here. And while he's making noise over here and looking ridiculous, that's always Republicans been... are doing stuff over here. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's Trump doing that on purpose. No. I think that he's going to no, do that. I, I think and I think Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is the one Mitch who's running that. Yeah, yeah, Dude, he's yeah. ruined it for he's all the Mitches everywhere. Like, there are so knows. few of us anyway. And then this guy just <laughs> wrecking the good Mitch name he has been really just a thorn does, in my dude. side. It makes me sick. It's Man, true. It, sick. it should. It should. It should. It's very discouraging. It should. Like, well, and, and he, he is that guy. And that's to him. Again, for him, it's about winning in his term of winning and power. And so, you know, his he's married to Trump now. And I think he thought he could just kind of slide by and that his legacy would be something different. But he'll be remembered as enabling uh, Trump and everything that comes with him. And unfortunately for them, this, you know, there are a lot of people who like my parents, my parents still like the guy. They can't tell you a rational reason why they like him, but they like him. And Mm -hmm. they can also admit that they don't like that he needs to be jerked off for doing his job you know they don't like that and they don't like that he uh is so divisive and they don't like that he talks so much bullshit and they don't want to be reminded of it because it's embarrassing for him and that's how and that listen that is that generation in general they sweep mm-hmm. under the rug they how many times did your parents or my parents say it'll be okay and then if you came back with the question well how's it going to be okay no it just it you just it'll be okay you know, right. it's like your well, parents then you know. seem to be a little more enlightened than some men. Because honestly, you just the uh, the idea that you say that they're embarrassed. Oh, they're full of shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that that they are at least you are at least crediting them with, you know, they they won't acknowledge it or they're just being, you know, they'll be they're embarrassed of it and they want to like him. That's they're better than most who just they blindly don't want to feel stupid. Yeah, they don't want to feel stupid. But there are some out there who do wholeheartedly i think buy into it all and, and believe it fully and it's not even a matter of like not wanting to look wrong it's just it's not even because that what i would qualify as like a matter of pride like you they don't also don't expose themselves to uh a, a, an intricate critique you know mm-hmm. it's hard for people to get in front of another person and have a real conversation sure. where that person isn't trying to like i don't go in there trying to embarrass my mother right for me the relationship i've been able to establish with them and with kind of my neighbors and people I like, I genuinely like and don't understand their politics or or agree. Um, But I love them and I like them. Uh, I've had to kind of get to a point where my role is just informative. Like I am, I'm, uh, I'm there to go. That really happened. Here's the evidence that that really happened. And then I have to sort of let it go at that and say, I'm not trying to get you to vote for anybody else. I'm not trying to get you to see it. Anybody else. The main thing I tell them is if uh, if Senator Kennedy of Louisiana walks up to me and I say what I think, he's not going to remember it and he's going to blow me off. But if he walks up to my parents, my stepdad's a veteran. They're both Republicans for life and they've been delegates. If they say, you know, I support the man. I just wish he would be not this. This bothers me. This upsets me. There's more of a chance that he'll get some pushback from that body as opposed to just the you know people who don't know how to do anything but team but be a team player and i have to add this i i think they miss the fact that they need us they need people like me and then the people who who like to think and think outside the box and aren't governed by some ideology because they like their iphone and they like to be diagnosed accurately and they like to have their things work that are electronic-y but (laughs) and and look and we need them because on some point you love the fact like i was thinking about this my mother supports trump in a way that that mothers support their sons right like if i got arrested and i committed some horrible crime that i actually committed my mother till the very end would be like (laughs) he didn't do it not my son i love him i'm gonna go to the end for him and listen we need those people yeah we need people if we need people to be able to live with one another we each serve a role in supporting the other person i think Infantry needs officers and officers need infantry and neither one of them are really better than the other. They just have specific uses that are built for their, you know, skill set and their talents or their ability to understand things. And so many times this gets turned into uh, 
I, and I've had to accept that about myself, that I, I come off to people like I'm talking down to them. I come off to people like I'm judging them as being stupid or less than. And I don't mean to. And I have to be careful about sounding like that On a because I note, just have a propensity to do that. Yeah. Like, see, Mike knows you much better than I do because there were all those years that Mike kept us apart from being friends. Like, Whoa, he, easy now. he didn't That's want true. us to play yeah, Virtua Fighter together because I, I feel like he was concerned that I was going to take true. his Virtua Fighter friend away or I'm not he sure was. where it all like fell. But like <laughs> listening to you right now, Charlie, just I feel like there's been a lot of personal growth for you being immersed in a, a, a kind of a contrary environment for you politically socially i think so mike you you can speak to that better than i could does he does he sound like he's grown there's been no growth there's been no growth there has definitely been some growth i mean he's learned how to dial things back uh, quite a bit actually um from what he i still got it to me listen i I still get intense man I, still, but, I, I know you get a test. I can tell. I just, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I get upset. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just one of those things. I think he's learned that, like, the environment that he's in, he's not going to change anybody, and the people that he's around, unfortunately, don't want to hear necessarily every <laughs> every opinion that he has. Um, you well, know, even his it, friends don't want to hear every opinion he has. Sometimes that I just want to see a car. Some, yeah. I know. Sometimes you just want to see the car. My stepdad's that's great right. with that's that. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, I have learned because these people are my family. People, people don't like to have a mirror put in their face. And I, I, uh, well, I do, but I'm pretty. He holds pretty. the mirror. Yeah. He holds right. the mirror. Okay. He so doesn't have somebody else on the mirror. Yeah, he okay. gets gazed in it. He's Smeagol. There was there was Narcissus, <laughs> and then there's me. <laughs> it's true. Nice. No, I mean, I, I do think that I I get like I really do think I'm trying to help, and I don't realize that people well, like see, that's Mike the problem, said Charlie. don't want help. You know, they don't. What's want the problem? Help. Mike? Can I? The problem is Charlie thinks he's helping. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hundred percent the truth, <laughs> and um, and that's. Like I said, now when I talk to people, it's it's more about me accepting them as people first and that if they have – unless it's starkly – like obviously if a protester showed up and said it's all fake and then he spit on a nurse, uh, yeah, things are gonna about to get fucking ham. Yeah. You know, I'm, gonna go, I'm, I'm about to go uh, peak idiot in about 10 seconds. But for a lot of these people, I still got to see them. I still got to live with them. I still got to love on them in a way and I'm not going to reject them but um, those people who don't want help I'm, I'm just kind of got to I distance myself you know I say I wish you did that um, I hope you understand what's coming and I, I, I think it's been a lesson in in accepting that being right about something can be really painful and suck I guess let me just say Mike do you have anything like last that you want to add to the, the more do. heavy concept after well, he's we- done Charlie, we know you do. (laughs) But Mike, because let's let's uh, you know let's tie this up a little bit. Let's hit on a couple things that that just be make it a little more uh, fun, a little bit more conversational. I got a picker upper. I got a picker upper though. Actually, I I bet you do. Sure, you do. I do. I really do. Mike, what what other heavy shit do you have to share with us right now? So the only the only kind of heavy stuff I have to share was I looked it up just because I was kind of curious is about the you know total percent like turnover within Trump's administration, right? Ooh. And what I found was something by the Brookings Institute. Um, and they they they, clear, they do start this off by saying that it's not complete, but they are they're continuing to update things. However, in looking at what they've got here, and I'm looking at a graph specifically, they've got a percent turnover there comparing Trump to previous administrations, the Obama administration, uh, George W. Clinton, yeah. HW and Reagan. What's our so source again? Far back. This is the Brookings Institute. Brookings. Okay, and they're they're drawing from several different sources to create this, but they stress very they they stress quite a bit actually that it's not complete. That they're still trying to compile information, sure. but the preliminary information that they have shows that the total percentage turnover by the Trump administration as compared to these other administrations is uh, approximately eighty six percent. Okay, and that's within like the time that he's been in office. Now you can compare that. The next highest is looks like Reagan with what looks to be approximately 78% uh, turnover throughout the course of his administration. 
keeping in mind that they're only comparing years one, two, three, and four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in year one, Trump had almost uh, looks like thirty five percent turnover in year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The next highest to that again was Reagan with approximately eighteen percent turnover in year one. Wow. However, in year two, Reagan <laughs> had the highest percent turnover at about forty percent, and Trump had approximately 30-ish percent. So he's had a higher percentage turnover than these previous administrations, but when you look at these numbers, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. However, keeping in mind that this is not complete and the Brookings Institute on their page here, they keep stressing that it's not complete. What's interesting Uh, about him, though, is he spins that into being a victory that his staff, or not his staff, but his his, um, base can really believe in. So for him, it's like, I'm getting rid of the deep state. You know, he, he is he is a master manipulator on a level that we have not seen. He's a great salesman. He's a great brand and licensing guy to create these things and run with them. He's genius. He's a genius. Yeah. No, no. He's he's at, he's at, definitely definitely interesting at the way he likes. You know to spin who else was a genius at spin? Uh, don't the say Nazis. The spin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Charlie had it. Yeah. But go on. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I was uh, I was just saying that it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, uh, we do make such a big deal about the fact that he's got all this turnover. The, the difference, and I don't know, I would have to, to research this more to compare, but I think part of the problem I see with the turnover is that it's always somebody who has angered him or offended him in some way or he, he feels – seems to see, think has slighted him. Now, I was it looking more further personal than report and – it, it does seem like there's a lot of personal vendetta in there, and there are several people I see listed here who have actually resigned, but my guess is they probably resigned because they didn't agree with something. They were asked to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, they were asked to, or they, they just could not, in good conscience, perhaps, continue on. Um, so it, it's interesting to me just looking at these, but if you look at solely at the numbers, it's not as bad as it would appear when you compare it to previous. Uh, it's 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 who That's they were replaced you, though, with. Yeah. But wait a minute, it's it, just to kind of point well, this out that Reagan Reagan brought in other longtime professionals in and he listened to experts to some degree. He didn't well, bring that's, in that's one of the he didn't bring in his kids, like right, he, right. you know what I'm saying. He didn't bring in his kid and and her husband yeah. and you know and some of the people that worked in his administration and be like, yeah, they're good. They know they they're good. You know right. what I mean? Well, and then the difference too is that Reagan probably listened to his advisors. Uh, you know, that's, uh, well, yeah. previous administrator, administrations, they, yes. they listen to their advisors. Yes. Trump doesn't seem to listen to any of his advisors. No, he doesn't want to. to Again, especially, especially uh, my, with the COVID outbreak, we've seen a lot of that. And it's really my view is that, that he feels this is what's happened to him. You see what I'm saying? He thinks how unlucky that this would happen to my my presidency. But look, yeah. uh, OK, so I want to I want to throw in something good. I I have a real uh, I've when I was a kid, I have, I've had an issue with the South. I never felt quite, there's a lot of things that I had a problem with feeling at home here, but it is a home for me. And I, there's a lot of things I love about this city. And it's, it would be wrong of me to point out these, these very same people that when we get into political arguments, I can have issue with. They are, there is a tremendous amount of community support in ways that surprise me. And that are really things of beauty. And these are the same people. These people will vote. A great number of them will vote for Trump. A great number of them will be forgiving on things. And that's that's their, again, when we talk about it and we can agree that he's divisive and that he's whatever that we don't like or that I don't like, they're accepting of it when I'm not ranting, you know, if I'm just talking. And But they can go away and feel however they want to about it. Now, those are the same people that are going out of their way to bring food to nurses they're the same people that are going and doing shopping for people they're the same people that are um you know they they fire trucks and and police officers that were off duty they all showed up at the entrance of uh one of the hospitals that my wife worked at and they're all like going nuts and clapping and applauding those people coming out of work um you know it there are real signs of community support here that i don't see as much from other places in the country and it's something that makes them who they are so it's not it, it's again it's a it's an odd thing it's part of what fuels that temperance that is around me is that i can see these people as not being 
belligerently uh, evil or dumb shits or, you know, some of them are for sure, <laughs> guaranteed. But a lot of them are scared that don't have a huge ability to, uh, they don't know how to spell epidemiology. And that's not a, that's not a slight against them. You know, there are a lot of good people who don't have the skill set to kind of break all this apart and understand it. And if I start talking to them about it, they can get overwhelmed, you know, but they're, they're doing good things. There, there are people that are being supportive. There are people that are being really kind. They are looking out for their neighbors. They're, you know, it's, Charlie, it's you know definitely your family probably good. doesn't subscribe to this podcast, right? It's okay. I'm just, <laughs> your neighbors, they probably don't know it exists. No, 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 no. but it's truly what I believe. I, mean, I know, I, I, I know. It's not I just know. my family. It's, they've you know. probably been getting the wrong podcast because they've been going to the Red They've been going to the Red Room podcast. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Call back, no, and, <laughs> and look, it, it's also kind of the thing where I, I, I remember now, I mean, you know, I have to remember that I represent a version of the other side that they don't get to see often either. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm a, a if they can get to the point where they understand that I may be uh, I have a lot of conservative in me because they know I'm hardworking, they know I've got a hard work ethic, they know I'm loyal, loyal, accountable, honorable. If they see that and they get to know me, and then they figure out, oh, he's also a liberal, not a leftist, then they start kind of it. That's the biggest thing that they can take away is saying, you know what maybe I don't have that whole thing figured out about everybody who doesn't agree with me. And you got to think a lot of the people that they, they see that they're shown from the way that they get their news. And by the way, if you don't read your news at all, you're susceptible. You're going to be maneuvered or manipulated one way or the other more easily than if you also seek out and read the news to digest it because you have more time to read a long article and digest it piece by piece or go back to it or check its sources than you do over a three or four minute excerpt out of a show no matter what that show is whether it's uh you know something on i feel so good about myself right now because i was just curious like i'm like if you don't read your news where do you get your news like I was really confused what you were saying there, and then I realized, oh yeah, that's right. That's because a lot of people, and you got to think, we're all, with exception to Mike, we're all. We're, Mitch and I don't have kids. We don't have. We don't have that time obligation. We don't have the the obligations that come with that, you know. And we're able to kind of seek out that information. A lot of these people aren't. Yeah. You know, right. they're they're busy. Yeah. Well, well and. You know, I just I, I wanted to say real quick because you know I'm usually the, mm-hmm. the doom and gloom guy. You know, I'm usually the 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 pessimist rather than the optimist. But I know earlier Charlie Charlie was saying you know we were talking a little bit about uh, um, you know <laughs> you said pessimist and there was an affirmation from the electronic like, world. I know, right? <laughs> um, Ding. Uh, I know Correct, we were talking Mike. about like like a lot of people you don't feel can can be empathetic, and I, I feel I feel the difference is like empathy versus sympathy. Like it's very difficult. They're just not good at it. Empathetic, mm-hmm. right? They're not good at it. Empathy yeah. comes from having experienced the same thing. Sympathy comes from trying to understand the other person. And I feel like you know you you're going to see these things where people are trying to understand and be sympathetic, and you know they may fall short because of the fact that there's unfortunately there's a lot of uh, uh, information out there that's not being disseminated uh, regarding the uh, the whole pandemic and everything, and it's confusing for people. And like you it were is. saying, you know. People, uh, especially when they have kids or middle class, you know, they're working, you know, mom's working, dad's working. They're worried. They they're roof strapped. They're they don't know how they're going to pay their bills. Yeah. yeah. They 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 don't necessarily have the wherewithal or the, the inclination to sit down and try and, and read through all this and wade through all yeah. of it. And, and, it's and they want the money because they need it and their president gave yeah. it to them. And yeah. who, who's going to like the guy that goes, I guess we're all socialists now. Bernie had a point. Everybody's going to be like, yeah. fuck that dude. <laughs> Right, you know, right. they're going to be very angry if for me pointing out a reality, right? Again, I'm holding a mirror up and going, cash that check. You know? well, did you like did you like it when, when Trump like when Trump went through and signed all of all of the checks and stuff that are going out? Uh, oh, mean, my gosh. Like and I, I love like, the fact I love the fact that he was able to get around yeah. get around everything by putting his signature in the memo line. But he's he's a great example of this, right? <laughs> he could probably be more sympathetic if his ego didn't get in the way. And who. Right. How many people does that describe? 
right? It's hard for them to put themselves that, aside. Well, that's, no, that's absolutely correct, though. That's just, that kind of goes without yeah. saying. The ego is absolutely right. in the way of being empathetic or sympathetic. Uh, yeah, yeah it, no. it drives you to see your world myopically, you know? So right. you're going to – that's right. – I mean, and that's – and then when you challenge people like that, there's always going to be gristling, you know? And me too, any of us. It's 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 remembering that base-level human, which is all of us, isn't necessarily a great thing. We've come a long way. <laughs> Everybody's shaking their head. Yeah, I, see, I see Mitch shaking his head. He's like, I'm not face. No. He's like, I play, I play lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that one took me just a nanosecond longer than it should have. That was good. That's good. Guys, That's we, good. Got like, we got like nice. 10 minutes left. Um, let me just hit you guys real quick with a couple things. That That's a little my bit good more note. That, yeah, let me just ask you. Like, uh, These were a couple things that I threw out there. You guys can pick and choose. Um, Mike sure. hasn't been staying at home. Uh, Charlie, you've been working. Uh, I've been working. I've, I've, I kind of, my cousin is the one who I got sick from. I have not taken an antibody test yet. I'd like to, but they're not available for me. Sure. Uh, Brooke took an antibody test recently and she came back a negative. I went hiking today. I went up to Mount <laughs> Lemon, went hiking. And when I was coming back from my hike, like I've been, I've been to Mount Lemmon numerous times, even on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, busy days normally for Mount Lemmon. But this today was like a consistent, like steady stream of cars going up to the top. Uh, people trying to get out. Like this is the first weekend where we've hit the nineties here in Tucson. Well, and people and were trying to get it, get out of the heat, but unfortunately a lot of them were heading up to Mount But the Lemmon. heat kills the Rona. Stay in the heat, stay in the sun, inject that disinfectant. Let's get on it, America. I've been, I, Let's I, go. Like I said, man, we're shutting that flashlight down our throats every mo- every single morning. What so, about swallowing you, you small know. LEDs? Is that something uh, you could look into? That's going to make my time in the bathroom a lot more interesting. There's going to be a rave. There's going to be a rave coming out of my ass. You know, you know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of when you say that? Is I'm thinking of like Austin Powers, and he's like, he's like, oh, good lord, yeah. You could just hear Brooks like, what's going on? I'm taking a shit, and all I'm doing is woo, woo. Oh, hold on. Give me a beat. Yeah. That's, right. That's so funny. <laughs> and, and at work, another thing that, that popped into my head uh, last week that made me laugh was because at work, you know, we're not like bumping fists or shaking hands or anything, slap pot, any none of that stuff, no contact. So guys are, guys are like kicking their feet together. Yeah. And it made me like the kid and play kickstand. Yes. And I, I started showing the guys, I'm like sending them emails with the video. I'm like, this is what you guys make me think of. I love getting We discussed earlier or previously about the validity of essential business when it comes to state of mind, keeping people entertained at home, you know, and I was talking to another buddy of mine, uh, actually in the podcast that'll be published tomorrow. Um, you know, the, he also, the, the validity of, of being able to keep yourself sane when you're at home or when you've got kids like that, actually, even just 10 minutes means so much. Like if you can get 10 minutes by yourself because the kid's entertained because he's got a new game or whatever it might be, those things are valid arguments. So I, I can't speak for them because I don't have kids. I can, you know, I don't know the value of that. Well, but, you know, so I'm glad to we, going back to We forgot how to going. family, right? I mean, we don't family like we did a long time ago when there was less availability. No, we distract yeah. ourselves from it. Yeah. So, well, you know I mean, what, you I'm, I'm glad to be going back myself. But My wife, my yeah. wife has been having the kids play uh, board games yeah. so they can play awesome. together as a family. <laughs> and yesterday, you know what game they were playing, Charlie? Mm. Pandemic. Nice. <laughs> That's beautiful. Great game. Great game. And and the kids actually designated one of the outbreaks as the as the corona. As the corona. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Charlie, you made mention of uh, re- go ahead. You had a comment on the on the pandemic board game, or? Oh, I love board. No, I oh. just I'm a big fan of the game. Board big games. fan of the game. Um, you're talking about reading. And people staying educated. Yeah. So let me just yeah. shoehorn in a segue on the reading and staying informed. There have been a okay. lot of like fast food restaurants and like different places that are publishing recipes for how to make their uh, signature yeah. things, like chipotle, yeah, the, really? the guacamole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. One of the funniest the ones Swedish was, meatballs yeah, from Ikea. Yes, yes. Yeah. So publishing all these different things. What? McDonald's, how to make an egg McMuffin sandwich. I was like, come on, guys, really? That, uh, I can figure that out. I can figure on. that one out. So let me ask Although you I don't know you. how to add all the fat and sugar. 
I don't think that Damn, was for you. Son. That no. that's not for you. That was for somebody else. <laughs> hey, you haven't had my my breakfast sandwich. Rock your face off. Like I'll tell you what, I, I can make it. a breakfast sandwich. Mitch can cook. Um, what recipe would you like to see from a national chain published that you want to make at home, and you could make it ninety-seven percent accurate to what you got in the store? What do you miss? What do you want? Whoever comes up with one first. You know, it's not a national chain, but okay, fine, uh, fine. Uh, Mosaic Cafe. No, that doesn't saw. count, but okay. What? I love their food. Well, yeah, but we just can't identify with Mosaic Cafe. I've been there. It's oh, delicious. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, that Saffron's chain, right? Good. Um, okay, yeah. so I'll use Mike's too good. Local. He doesn't eat at chains. He doesn't eat at fast food restaurants, so he can't, he can't, so... No, well, I mean, uh, like Burger what King, I could I go Burger for King today. <laughs> Burger King. I would like to have EG really? tell me how to make a lemon EG. Oh. <sighs> how now, can I make any, a lemon EG at home? They're listening to from, uh, ruminations. It's from ice. It's shaved ice, uh, but yeah. yeah, they don't know what EG is. Nobody. EG yeah. is Tucson local and maybe moving to Phoenix also. But they've tried. Uh, they failed in Phoenix, unfortunately, because Phoenix doesn't know yeah. what's good. Apparently they're trying it again. They're going to try again. They're Shit. talking about Casa Grande and Phoenix, I think. Right on. Yeah. Shout out to the EGs. So, but they, they would use lemon and the like lemon rind, and it was perfect sweetness to lemony flavor. It oh, was, yeah. it was yeah. something I would like to see. Uh, you know, let me know. Damn, let me know how to make that. If I could, if I could make that at home, I'd be making that yeah. every day. Outback yes. blooming onion. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know you don't like onions, but yeah, I don't like what? onions. What? What kind of brown person are you? you don't like onions? <laughs> the kind that was adopted by Mormons. <laughs> you know what? Everybody in my family eats onions. I don't know. I just don't like them. Weird. They're Weird. Ever gross. Okay. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, um, is mosaic going to be your, your call? Like <laughs> no. You know what? I now that I think about your it, wife I'm not, is not you're brown. Your wife is not brown. It's a little difficult. National chain, yeah, I don't know that. National uh, chain's difficult. Yeah, I mean, local restaurants, yeah, there's a few local restaurants I'd like to see them put out. Oh, you know what would be good? Uh, So Mantis has these, like, garlic jalapeno, uh, uh, like, wings that they they do. Oh, they're so tasty. Uh, I'd like to learn learn how to do that. P.F. Chang's lettuce wraps. Oh, those are good. I do like those. That sounds disgusting. You've never had those? Delicious. Uh, You know what? I'm not a big fan of P.F. Chang's. Oh, okay. Well, it could, doesn't mean everything on their menu is horrible, man. <laughs> no, it means everything on their menu sucks. Let us wrap Sorry. Everything on like P.F. Chang's menu is sucks. <laughs> I have decreed. You know, now I feel I feel like mine's kind of piggybacking off Charlie now. He beat me to the punch with the lemon. So, But what I would what I would make if I could was Villagin's uh, Lemon Supreme Pie. Like, I don't know if you ever had that, wow. but I love it. It's just, it's it's like this mixture of like kind of like a cream cheese it's kind of like a cheesecake, but also lemony, kind of meringue. Like, if I could make that, I don't think I'd leave the that house. That sounds good. Now it's I want so a pie. Good. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Okay, yeah. I'll tell you what. National chain, how about giving me the home recipe to make some really good whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's Buffalo Trace. Yeah, Release the recipe. Tell yeah. me, give me some step-by-step <laughs> instructions on how to make myself a barrel. I want to figure out how to distill it. And how long how do I have to age it? Can I keep it outside? <laughs> It, does that, it have to show, be made of good wood? There's that show on uh, on one of those channels called Moonshiners. You need to get them to like release to you their, their yeah, family. That guy lives next door, man. He's yeah. right there. I just go well, across I believe, the street. I believe it. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. I think it, on the, those happier notes, we'll wrap that up. Um, okay. As, as we as we uh, you know rock out for uh, another little update on the Rona and uh, the ruminations from the Red Room. Um, Charlie, what do you have to say? Like, what's that? I was gonna say, let's do a non-Rona episode next time. You I'm, know, like, just, let's I'm just talk about us and what what's going on with us personally would be cool. It's and, tough you know, nowadays, though, since so much of it does kind of revolve around that. But we can kind of target that. We can try our best. But like, we what we're doing to get through this. What shows are we watching? What things have surprised yeah. us? Mitch you know? had suggested that that maybe we talk about like what shows we're watching to get through. Watch what shows we haven't seen Hunters. Yet. Watch Hunters. Watch it and be blown away. I have not been this blown away by a show in a good decade. And a decade? I was awesome because like Ted Mosby's in it. Okay. Al Pacino. Your mother. <laughs> Pacino. Pacino. I'd watch it for Pacino. Listen, that show surprised me and very few shows can surprise me the way this one did. I was blown 
away is one of the best shows I've ever seen. All this right. the last three episodes. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the kind of shit that made me love uh, a lot of iconic movies that I can't mention right now, or it'll give away maybe what's going on in this show. You yeah, gotta you can't, watch you the can't show, anything, man. We got to do this on another another podcast. Yeah, we'll you gotta watch all of it. The but yeah, stuff we're watching to get through this would be good. So yeah. we could do that so what, with the so backdrop of what we're doing to get through it, though. No, you're right. I'm you going to leave a final comment on this? Or leave no? a final or... comment. Let's do a little dollop of whipped cream on top of this one, and let's bust okay. out of here. <laughs> you got it. All right. Um, I think uh, my, my final comment on a positive note would be this. I think this is going to bring people in their natural families, their blood families, but also the families like the ones that I've built for myself that I miss in Arizona. Um, it's going to bring us closer together. It's going to make us remember how important we are to each other. And, uh, and, and it'll, we're talking more, you know, we're listening a little more to each other, not necessarily broad scope, but it, we're remembering that we're a part of something with each other. And I think, I don't think that's going to go away soon. And it might be a good reminder that of, of what's really important, you know, about being there for each other. At least that's what I hope. Mike. Um, I, I guess, you know, just kind of piggyback off of what Charlie said, uh, you know, I hope that this is, this does bring families closer together. Um, earlier, like he was saying, he's like, we've forgotten how to family, you know, too many times, yeah. like people are busy. The, the kids are pushed in front of the TV, the Xbox babysits the kids. It keeps them out of mom and dad's hair. Um, or how so to disagree and move on, you know, yeah, how to and, disagree and, and be like, this okay, will, this will and help move on. open up some, some discourse, right? Like. Like you can yeah. communicate with each other and learn to communicate, share feelings, talk about things, uh, and find other ways to, to keep yourselves entertained and perhaps find other avenues and outlets. Um, Stop trying to distract yourself so much. Yeah. Right. I like that. Right. Yeah. I, I hope that we can come out of this not using nouns as verbs, like teaching us how to family. And if we can do that, <laughs> I think that we can move forward as a country and as a culture. I don't know what you're talking and about. And as a world community. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a big learning how to family is a major part of adulting. And we just lost Charlie. I can't hear him. <laughs> uh, he's not coming so through anymore. So feet. I'm gonna have to like go ahead and wish us all well. Uh, thanks for joining us in uh, Ruminations from the Red Room. Ruminations from the Red Room. Exactly. Uh, Mike happy to be here thank you guys everybody take care be safe charlie love you boys love your faces <laughs> love your faces guys don't forget to let us smile and be your umbrella we'll catch you next time